This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. It's now time for you to sit back and prepare for insights on your walk with Christ. Let's join today's message right now. How many love Jesus today? You love him? Amen. Big shout out to Elk River, Maple Grove, Lakeville, Spring Lake Park, and those that are joining online. Every single week, I don't know where everybody in our church is, but we are all one family, and it's great to get back together again, and I believe great things are in store for us today. In fact, I believe that there's a really good moment at the end of the service. We're going to have a little bit of extra time for you just to spend time with God in his presence, and I hope that you take advantage of it. You know, we've been talking about fuel and where our energy comes from. Jesus said that my fuel or my energy comes from doing the will of my Father. And essentially, he was saying this. He says, I have this dialogue with the Father that allows me to have daily fuel to go out and do what it is that I'm designed to do. And we have the opportunity, if we tap into God's pathway, to have everything we need, not just for Sunday morning, but for every day of the week. Can I get an amen to that? He literally gives us that opportunity. And as we have moved through this particular series, we've been talking about how we link up with the Father, how we come underneath his leadership, and whether it's just through uh, giving him access to every day of the week or letting him have access to all of our finances and giving the best pathways for us, or if it's through the generosity of the Father heart of God where he loves people so much. Like, uh, didn't Dr. Heath Adamson do a great job last week where he just talked about bringing the heartbeat of God down and, and, and bringing dignity to every individual. That's the heart of the Father. And of course, we get to gather together and do that together as a church family and as we uh, partner through Kingdom Builders and we had our miracle offering last week. It was really the Peloton faith as we come together. And I believe that God is going to continue to help us partner with people and organizations around the world. And we've come so far this year and there's still some projects yet to get done, but I'm really encouraged by what God is continuing to do. In fact, through the next generation, our teenagers on their own gave over $30,000 in one offering this past week on all of our locations. What an amazing moment. Just, just blown away by that. Just, I know that God is on the move. Well, today we are in our last message for, for the fuel series and the title of my message is what's the password? What's the password? Now, how many of you have gone into like a building or a place uh, it could be a restaurant, could be um, any kind of facility and you needed Wi-Fi. You needed access to the Wi-Fi and, uh, and you try to look for it and then you can't get in. So then you ask the question, what? What's the password. and uh, Or maybe you're trying to get into somebody else's phone and you're, you're looking at the phone and you're trying to figure, what's the password on this? Or how do I get access to Netflix? What's the password? How do I, how do I get into this particular thing? And we always want that password. And I, 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 when I think of the journey in my life, I look back, and I have to tell you, one of the greatest lessons that I learned is, is that God has a password. And that is, he has a pathway to get in, but you got to go his way. 
How many know you can try to go in your way and not get access? Or you can go his way and get all the access that he wants to bring. And on the other side of the access, on the other side of the password, are good things. In his presence, Psalm 16 says, in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Wow. On the other side are great things. There's an incredible joy. Biblical joy inflates. It's like having a flat tire, but getting it pumped back up again. Biblical joy builds you back up. If you're on empty in your gas tank, biblical joy is what fills the gas tank again. So if you want fuel on an everyday basis, you're going to have to know what the password is. And if you go there and you work through the password and you get into his presence, he begins to fill you up. In fact, it says the presence of God in his presence. In the Bible, there's a, there's a Hebrew word for presence, and it's mostly a, a visual word of being face-to-face. -face. It's the word panim, which is translated face, implying a close and personal encounter with the Lord. Now, I believe that today that God is going to give us three vital steps that you can learn, I can learn, with God's Wi-Fi. How do we get, get access and connect to God's Wi-Fi? In a couple moments, I'm going to talk about how we need to acknowledge him, enter with gratitude, and go into his courts with praise. But I want you to go with me to Psalm 100 to see where we can discover the password to his presence. Psalm 100. You can go there on your Emmanuel MN app. You can go there on your phone. How many of you have your Bibles with you, whether they be electronic or paper? Hold them up. I want to see them. Yeah, get them up and wave them in the air like you just don't care. That's good. Psalm 100. Starting with verse 3. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. I want to give you three vital steps to connect with God's Wi-Fi. Number one is this. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. What did it say there? Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. To acknowledge is to accept, to admit, or to recognize something is there. It's in existence. Have you ever been in a room and you felt that everybody was ignoring you? They wouldn't even acknowledge that you're around. What did that feel like, right? Uh, when it comes to acknowledging that the Lord is God, this might seem Trivial, like, duh, we're in church. I recognize that. But let me, let me take you a little bit outside of the church context, the, the service that we're in, and think about your days, and think about where you go, and the thoughts that go through your brain. It is absolutely vital, if you want the benefits of what God has to offer for you to acknowledge him outside of the church. 
it's important for you to consider that maybe the same God that you feel in a church service is there for you when you're at work. To acknowledge his presence, to acknowledge that he is God and that we are his sheep, that we're the recipients of his grace. To not take him for granted. What do we accept or admit? We accept that he is God, that he made us, it says, and that we are his. If we don't, we're in trouble. James says it this way. He says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So we have to acknowledge him outside of this space if we're going to meet with him, even in our homes. And nothing blocks the signal like pride. Nothing shuts it out like pride. So we need to stop whatever we're doing. We need to recognize that it's only by God's grace that we have been saved. Where would you be without Jesus stepping into your story? Where would you be without him? Come on, somebody. You know, something happens to new believers when they get saved. They are overwhelmed by the grace of Jesus. They're like, I can't believe he saved me. I want to tell everybody. But something can happen over time. We're leaky vessels. We lose a sense of the awe. And we can begin to take his grace for granted and almost have a sense of religious pride. Then we get picky about what we're given. That wasn't good food. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't my, my taste for a message today. I wish they would have done a different song. And something can seep in. We can lose our sense of awe and grace that Jesus has given us. I love the old song. I'm into old songs sometimes. How many might remember the artist Andre Crouch? Andre Crouch wrote a song called My Tribute in 1972. And the words went like this. How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to you. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory for the things he has done. With his blood he has saved me. With his power he has raised me. To God be the glory for the things he has done. There's something powerful when we pause and we remember he's God. And we're grateful for or It's the position that we need to be in to get the password. 
So the first step is to acknowledge God is the Lord. The second step to connect with God's Wi-Fi is enter with thanks. Enter with thanks. What does it say in there? Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Literally, the password is, write this down in your notes, remember it later, thanks. <laughs> That's the password. The password is saying thanks. We get it all complicated and we want blessing. We want answers. We want delivery. We want it now. But you got to remember, rewind the tape, go backwards. Go back to that place where it's thanks. That is how you enter his gates. And it's choosing what you're going to focus on. Remember, I'm not just talking about in church. I'm talking about every day. If you want to be in a position where you can thank God, then you have to get your brain in a place where you're thankful. You could bend your thoughts towards the negative or the positive. Now, I don't know everybody in here and what your challenges are, but I can tell you this. Every single one of us can bend our thoughts toward thanks. We could do that. And we can be thankful because we can recognize his grace. It's returning to the position of that sinner saved by grace. Because of Jesus, you're at the gate. Listen, you can enter the gate because of him. But you're like, but I've sinned. I've, I've done so many bad things. There's no way that he would let me in. No, no, no. Nobody gets in the gate without Jesus saving you. And so every one of us, no matter how great our righteousness is, it's as filthy as rags, as the scripture says. It's only by the grace and the love of Jesus that we have access to the power of God and his Wi-Fi, if you will. Thankfulness recognizes where you would be without his grace. I love what Jean Baptiste said. Gratitude is the memory of the heart. It's remembering it, bringing your heart to that place. Oh, that's right, that's who I am. In general, thankful people are way easier to be around. They aren't full of complaining. You ever been around a complainer? You don't want to be around them, do you? You could be serving them, giving them something good, and they're grumpy about it. You're like, I ain't doing that again. Complainers have this like toxic smell about them. <laughs> Don't want to be around you. Get yourself some deodorant, brah. <laughs> right? Get yourself some thankfulness. Remember what you do have instead of complaining about what you don't have. I think there's so many things to be thankful in life. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm thankful for you. You got people that are you around today. Somebody opened the door for you. Somebody smiled at you. Somebody handed you coffee. There are people in your life to be thankful for you. Yeah, yeah, but you don't understand. I've had a really bad week. Yeah, you can focus on your bad week or you can be grateful for what you do have. One of my favorite stories is uh, of two twin girls on their 10th birthday. 
and they were born into a wealthy family. But these two girls, as they grew up, one was really grateful and positive all the time, and the other one was kind of never good enough. You ever been around somebody that whatever you do isn't good enough? So they're twin girls. And on their 10th birthday, mom and dad had a present for them in each of their bedrooms. So the one girl that walks in that is a little bit grumpy and complaining, she walks in and there are like a hundred gifts in the room. They're everywhere. Like they went over the top to anything she'd ever dreamed about. And she walks and looks around and she's like, where am I going to put all this stuff? Her first thought is complain. That's what came out of her heart. The other twin that's a little bit optimistic, she walks into her room and it's filled with horse manure. And it smells. And she goes into the room and she starts looking around and she's not worried about the stuff. And she says, her first phrase, there's gotta be a pony in here somewhere. Isn't that good? You could be in the manure of life and God's going to have a pony in there somewhere. Or you could be overwhelmed with all this stuff and be so ungrateful that nobody wants to be around you. To be thankful, you have to shake off bitterness and unforgiveness and disappointment. Some of us hold on to our disappointment too long. When we hold on to it, we miss the blessing of entering his gates. It is impossible to hold on to bitterness and be thankful at the same time. You have to drop one to get the other. And it may mean learning to lead your thoughts back to a place of gratitude. To think about good things. I want to draw your attention back to a letter that Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4. It's a fairly well-known passage, but I want you to notice his focus on thoughts and in thinking. It says in Philippians 4, verse 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and what? Thank him for all he has done. Then, everybody said then, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. We have got to train our thoughts back to the good. And in this day and age of toxins, of critical spirits, of everybody criticizing everybody, the believers need to find their hope not in anything you can find on social media, but when we go back to what the Word of God says and think on what is right and true. Yeah, but you don't understand what they're doing in Washington, D.C. Yeah, but you don't understand there's a conspiracy around the world doing stuff. Yeah, there's those things going on, but listen, I'm not letting those things get into this heart. I'm not letting my mind focus on those things because I serve the one who began time and will end time. He's the author and the finisher. He's the beginning and the end. He is the one that started this whole thing out 
My trust is in him. Everything else is temporary. Everything else will crumble. And one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So that's where my thoughts are going to be. Come on, somebody. We need to train our thinking to go there and in our daily habits. You know, the, the, there's a stress clinic for executives at, at Mayo Clinic. And one of the things that they know about executives is if you have lots of responsibility. And by the way, I would consider a mom with a two-year-old to be an executive. Come on, somebody. <laughs> stress beyond stress with no sleep, right? But they say, listen, the, the, the activity of a day, your brain is going so fast that it, it gets into a certain mode. And if it's always on a tension side of the mode, then what happens is, is the, the nerve endings in the brain actually begin to fray like the end of a rope. And if you do that over an extended amount of time, that's where some of these neurological conditions show up. So here's the good news. The good news is science is starting to figure out that what Philippians chapter four said is real. So what they tell you now at that clinic, and I've been to that clinic, is that you need to retrain your brain and take little breaks in between meetings. So don't go through a whole day where your brain is constantly on tension. You need to pause and take a 15 minute break between meetings, go for a walk and notice God's nature. Don't go for a walk to, to, to walk fast and be a mall walker so you can just go fast and get your steps in for the day. But no pause and recognize beauty. Maybe if you're an artist, draw something. Maybe do a puzzle and do something creative. It will shift your brain into back into a place where it can heal itself. But if you live on the, on the edge all the time and you're never in a place of being grateful or thankful or appreciating, then you're in a place where you are becoming something you don't want to be. Now, I happen to have a, a fair amount of responsibility as a pastor of a church and the leadership I have both on Sunday mornings, but the staff that I lead and on family I want to be a better husband, dad, grandpa, pastor, friend, leader five years from now. And if I'm going to be that, I have to learn to fix my thoughts on things that are pure and noble and true and right and lovely. So part of that is learning to enter the gate of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving makes me more healthy. Are you hearing what I'm saying today, church? You can either, you, excuse me, you can enter the gate in any circumstance. It doesn't matter where you are at any time, you can do it. This is what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I love it when uh, Jacob, in the story in Genesis, where Jacob was on the run. He was always on the run until he became Israel, Okay. But he's on the run, and in between one location and another, he falls asleep in a field. His head is on a stone. And God gives him a vision, and in the vision he sees angels going up and angels coming down like a staircase from heaven. And God was giving him a view of a world that he didn't even know about. And I love that view, by the way, because we know that when our praises go up, his glory comes down. 
that there's a connection we have to, some, to a world we don't know anything about. But look at what he said in Genesis chapter 28. It says, then Jacob woke from his sleep and he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. You know what I love about this scripture and this particular verse is that Jacob discovered that access to God and his presence is not restricted to a church building. That literally his kingdom is on wheels. He woke up and recognized, I am at the gate right now. And if you want to get in the gate, all you got to do is be thankful. If you step in, your gate can be in the worst of circumstances. Your gate can be uh, at a place where you've got enemies, where you've had the lowest days of your life, where experiences aren't great, where you're around people that pull you down. Right there can be the gate of heaven if you'll pause, acknowledge God, and then be thankful for who he is. Right in that place. Three vital steps to connect with God's Wi-Fi. Number three, and I'm almost done. Go into his courts with praise. Don't just say the password and go, I'm connected. <laughs> yes, I'm in. I'm in. I've got connection. No, what are you going to do now? Now you step in through praise. That's where you begin to go into his courts with praise. As verse 4 of Psalm 100 says, go in. Everybody say, go in. Turn to the person next to you and say, go in. Praise means walking in to God's presence, to have your face-to-face -face meeting. Praise means declaring the truth of who God is while facing your opposition. Praise is saying, God, you are my God in this moment. I'm thankful for what you've done and who you are, but I know in this moment, I'm going to declare that in my place of need that you are Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides for me. When I'm in a place of sickness, that you are Jehovah Rapha, my healer. When I'm in a place of loneliness, that you are my banner. You are the one that comes with me and I have the armies of heaven with me. I'm never alone. When I'm in a place where I don't know what to do, you are the Lord, my my shepherd, you'll lead me through. It's declaring who God is in that space. Friends, you can't just get connected to heaven, acknowledge it around you without going in. When you go in, the praises of God are lifted up and he fills his temple. He comes in and he steps into your place. He becomes your warrior, your leader. He becomes the one that sets you free. Can I get an amen to that today? Go in. Even Job, in the middle of losing his family and everything he owned. And some of you today, you've gone through loss. You've lost a loved one. You've lost a job. You've lost a marriage. you lost something. Even Job said this when he lost it all. He said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord uh, has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
You can praise God in the middle of your valley. That's what David was declaring in Psalm 23. He said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. Listen, we have to learn to declare his praises in any and every circumstance. It doesn't matter how you're feeling. You could be at the lowest moment of your life, but you can declare the praises of God from your mouth. You can go in. Come on, somebody. You can do this. I will praise him in the good times and in the bad. I will praise him because he is good. I will declare the goodness of God. I'm going to meet with him in your presence. There is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And we are to do this like we do breathing. Everybody breathe in and breathe out. You know how many times a day you do that? We need to learn to praise God like that. This is why, listen, when we enter his presence, we get his joy and it inflates us. And this is why Paul says later on in, in Philippians, he says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. In other words, rethink, repraise, keep doing it, keep praising. I'm back again. I'm going to praise him again. Listen, when I came into church this morning and our worship teams in all our locations, they gather together and they go through rehearsal ahead of time. Aren't you thankful for our worship team and our production teams and all the people that spend so much? They get in at like five, six in the morning for you, okay? They come in. Well, I was in here and I was just worshiping and I was thinking in this particular uh, church, Emmanuel, I came to in 1991, and I've been praising him for a long time here. But attached to my praises are life experiences. I can remember when I was single and I was praising him. I can remember when we got married and I was scared to death and I was praising him. I can remember when our first child came into the home and I was like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I remember aisles walking up and down praying. I don't know what to do, Lord. What about my son? And remember the second son and the third son and the fourth son came. And then the years that went by and medical challenges that we faced and friends that we didn't know what was going on in our kids' life as they grew older. Where are we going to have money because the transmission went out in the minivan? What are we going to do now? And every single time that I would come in to the house of the Lord and praise him, I discovered, looking backward, he is faithful. So what I'm singing today, I'm like, my whole life is a rhythm of thanks and praise. You want to know how I can make it today? You know how I'm going to make it tomorrow? I'm going to make it by continuing to hit the password, baby. Thank you. But I'm going to go in and I'm going to praise you in this day. Thank you for what you did. But I'm ready for your presence in this day. I want you to move in this moment. I need you, Lord. I want everyone in every location to stand with me today. Today, today I ended early for my, my standards anyways. <laughs> so that you can praise. 
And my hope is, is that we begin by shaking off whatever else is in your brain. Shake it off. Get it out of your hand so that you can embrace thankfulness, that you can appreciate beauty, and that you can go into God's presence. And so I want you to do something. This might like really silly to you, but I don't care. I want you to do this. Just shake it off. Come on, just, just shake it off. Come on. I'm getting rid of anything in me, any toxins in me, any ungratefulness, any complaining. Get it out, right? And now we're going to go in by saying thank you. I want you to put your hand like this, hands in the air. Just begin to say thank you. I got 30 seconds. I want you to just go out loud. Begin to thank God for everything that he's done for you. Come on, begin to say it out loud. Lord, I thank you for my family. I thank you for providing. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you, Lord, that you've been faithful and true, that you carried me through all the difficult things in my story, that you never gave up on me, that you keep on loving me, that you provide for my kids and my grandkids. Lord, thank you, Lord, that we can still worship you in this nation. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us a community of faith called Emmanuel. We can praise you. We can pray. We come in thanking you, Lord. We come in thanking you. We come in thank the password. We're, Lord, we're entering the password before you even now. And now, church, I want you to lift your hands straight up to heaven and begin to praise him. Declare him to be God right now over your life, over your family, over your story. He is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Father, we come before you and we thank you that you're not done, that your best is still ahead. We ask, oh God, in each of our locations that as we praise you, Lord, that you would fill the temple, that we would have face-to-face -face meetings, and that the glory of God would be here in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel Today. You can learn more about the various ministries that Emmanuel offers and see Sunday services live every week. Check out emmanuelcc.org for details.